I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we flip through the book of history and bring you a new page every day. Today is August 30th, 2019. The day was August 30th, 1892. The steamship Moravia arrived in New York Harbor late in the evening. By this point, 22 of the ship's 358 passengers who had traveled from Hamburg, Germany, had died from cholera. Cholera is an infectious disease of the small intestine, usually caused by contaminated food or water and it can lead to severe diarrhea, vomiting, dehydration, and even death. In the late 19th century, there was a cholera pandemic in Asia and Africa that made it to parts of Europe and South America. A cholera epidemic broke out in Hamburg in 1892 because of contaminated drinking water, and more than half of the people who were infected died. Americans worried that the epidemic would reach the United States. Unrestricted and so-called undesirable immigration was already a hot-button issue in the country. For context on the fears and prejudices surrounding immigration at the time, the Chinese Exclusion Act was renewed in 1892. Those fears extended to immigration from places that were affected by cholera. 
though Jewish people in Russia were not the only ones getting cholera or fleeing epidemics, many newspapers and public health establishments pegged them as the likely carriers of cholera to the U.S. One August 29th article in the New York Times said the following about Hungarians and Jewish people in Russia. Even should they pass the quarantine officials, their mode of life when they settle down makes them always a source of danger. Cholera, it must be remembered, originates in the homes of this human riffraff. Journalists, working-class Americans, and medical professionals called for a suspension of immigration to keep cholera from spreading to the U.S. But by mid-August of 1892, many ships from the port of Hamburg were en route to New York. Steamships continued carrying steerage immigrants out of Hamburg even after health officials admitted that there was a cholera epidemic. The people aboard those ships were coming from places that had been widely affected by cholera. One of those ships was the Moravia, which left Hamburg on August 17th. Only a couple of days after the trip began, Russian and Polish Jewish people, as well as German and French folks, began getting symptoms of cramping, vomiting, and diarrhea, which progressed to coma and death. Between August 19th and 29th, 22 people died, and two more were ill upon arrival in the New York quarantine station on the night of Tuesday, August 30th. One correspondent reported that people who died were wrapped in canvas and thrown overboard with their belongings. The health officer of the Port of New York, members of the New York City Board of Health, and physicians from the U.S. Marine Hospital Service dealt with the cholera-affected ships that arrived in New York Harbor from Hamburg. A quarantine had been placed over the Port of New York, which led to the poor treatment of immigrants and the confinement of thousands of people on steamships and islands, including those who did not have cholera. The same day that the Moravia arrived in New York, health officer William Jenkins announced that only steerage passengers, as opposed to first and second class passengers, would be inspected, disinfected, and detained for about five days for observation. And the U.S. Treasury Department's Immigration Bureau let people into New York from Hamburg, as long as steamship companies put steerage passengers in slower, older ships and cabin-class passengers in faster, newer ships. This separation allowed cabin-class passengers to be quickly inspected, and it allowed the fast detention of immigrant passengers aboard the slower ships. The Moravia was the first slow-moving pest ship to arrive in New York from Hamburg. Its passengers were sent to Hoffman Island, where they were bathed and their clothes were fumigated. Jenkins ordered that they be quarantined for as long as necessary. As they remained in quarantine, more ships arrived and were quarantined. U.S. President Benjamin Harrison issued an order for a nationwide 20-day quarantine of ships from foreign ports carrying immigrants. The 20-day period applied to steerage immigrant passengers, but not cabin passengers. And state authorities could decide to keep people in quarantine for more time in special cases. But by early September, there were no new cases of cholera on the Moravia. 
and the cholera epidemic was over by the end of September. But all the conflicts that had arisen among state and federal officials over management of the epidemic led to a desire for changes in public health and immigration laws. In 1893, President Harrison signed into law the National Quarantine Act, which created a national system of quarantine while still allowing for state-run quarantines. It also put standards in place for medically inspecting immigrants, ships, and cargoes. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another day in history. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.